Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. Welcome back. My voice is a little rehabbed after a few days of uh, not rela- not relaxation at all whatsoever. Uh, but Daryl, how are you? I'm pretty good, Dan. How are you? Uh, I could use a break. Christmas is almost here, right? <laughs> the holiday so I season. Hear. Yeah, I-, I got a couple couple days off. A few, about a week and a half. Yeah, that's so about what I got off that. during that time. Yeah. Well, uh, on today's show, uh, it's it's playoff time. It's playoff time. Yes. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of playoffs. And we're also going to be joined here in just a moment by Braylon Evans, a safety from Western Oregon University, uh, looking to enter the draft. And we will speak with him very shortly. Uh, and the rest of the show, we're just going to kind of take some things off the internet, the vast world that that is, and get some questions answered take a look at some things and get you ready for the playoff semifinals. We got some good news, um, some terrible news. Uh, it's tis the season for IRs because if you're not going to play in the next three weeks and you're not in the playoffs, you're getting IR'd probably. Um, probably. So we'll, we'll get to all that uh, and help you out with some some lineup decisions and some uh, fill-ins for some of these injured guys that you're going to need to sub in so uh, on the other side of this we will join and welcome uh, braylon evans Uh, so stay tuned joining us now is braylon evans from western oregon braylon how's it going uh, everything's good, man. I'm blessed. I can't complain about anything. Yeah, back home, semester's over. Yeah, thank God. You yeah. know, I was I was missing the weather <laughs> out here, but I come I come from Oregon. It's just as cold, so you know, it's not really too too different other than seeing my family, and my friends. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you were you were telling us off air a second ago that you are <clears throat> a uh, Saints fan. Uh, yes, I am from your hometown <laughs> of Baton Rouge. Yes, sir. Um, I got a bone to pick with you because your Uh-oh. Saints let me down. Oh man, I know they shoot. They let me down. They let the whole city down. Honestly, <laughs> so I, I definitely understand. I was like, <laughs> I was like, come on, take out the Niners. That way, at the Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks, of course, you know, had a chance to take over yeah. the one seed and blew it because yeah. they yeah. just never seemed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that game. That was a blowout from the start. But yeah, I was really. It was just. Hoping... It was a close game, though. It was. Game. It was very high scoring. I was expecting yeah. like a thirteen ten kind of defensive struggle. Uh, a real defensive game, yeah. And then forty six forty eight, like yeah. I, I just yeah, that, was... that wasn't. I don't think I was expecting that. So I was... not too close for comfort. But I'm always rocking with the home team, as you can see behind me. I got yeah. Reggie Bush and then all of my wall. I got LSU and stuff. So yeah, and I actually have a, a tattoo of a Florida Lee right here on my um, 
on my shoulders. So okay, nice. Yeah, definitely real Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and LSU uh, seems to be doing pretty well. Oh yeah, they're doing great. You know, I grew up right right by the stadium. I used to um, like Wednesdays they would come out there and start tailgating. Like I'd see a lot of RVs and stuff <laughs> on a Wednesday night. You know, it, it was just so unfortunate how I had to move out here and I didn't end up going to LSU. But um, my yeah. friends that went to LSU and uh, they love it. And I cousins and family members. So yeah, yeah. I, I live I live through them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one of the top safeties, probably a top five pick, uh, Grant Delpit. Mm-hmm. Be, uh, he's going to, you know, that playoff, it makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, I'd like yeah. to see maybe eight teams in the college playoff. Yeah. I think it would make that, it just a little bit better. Cause... It would. It would definitely make it a little bit better. But if I'm being honest, you know, there's not too much bias behind this. I think LSU going to win it all. I'm I think they'll win it all. It, it's looking like that. They've beaten a lot of good teams. What right. did they beat? Four yep. top ten teams this year? Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, Alabama, it's... you got to think about that one. Auburn. Yeah. You know, and they play OU next. I don't think the Big 12 is really messing with the SEC like that. So, you know, I'm in I'm in Big 12 and SEC country right now. So, yeah. I got to go with the <laughs> SEC, though. Got to go with it. Yeah, I think, I think LSU is, is the team to beat in this. Um, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I have no horse in this race. I just want to see some good football. Nah, see, Notre he Dame, that's a boring thing for me to watch, so. <laughs> See, Notre Dame. I, I, Notre Dame is great against most teams until they play like Alabama. A good team, right? Yeah, oh, until yeah. they play a good no. team, and then they get blown out. Like Stanford. Yeah. Stanford wasn't even that good this year, and they. No. Yeah. yeah they, so. I watched one game with Notre Dame this this year. It was when they beat USC. I can't like for me. Notre Dame is just boring to watch. So I just. <laughs> they 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 kind of are yeah they they've been I, I've been a fan since you know. My, since my dad drilled it into my head. So, speaking of people introducing you to the game of football, who introduced you to the game of football? Let's get back to you because, you know, we could talk college, <laughs> I'm sure. You know, we, we could have you on to just talk about the college football playoff in a couple weeks if you want. But uh, who brought you to, to football? My dad was the one who brought me to football. But Okay, so my dad brought me into playing football at the age of three years old. Um, I started off playing in the league in Baton Rouge, which is my hometown. It was called Bob Morgan, where they kind of let the little kids play. And we actually played tackle football at that age. So I started off playing tackle football at three years old. Nobody believed me when I when I moved to Texas. <laughs> nobody will ever believe me. But if you're from Baton Rouge, everybody knows about the Bob Morgan League. And so we started at three years old. It was a little unorganized, but we kind of got the fundamentals of football down at that age. Yeah, that sounds three years old. I'm surprised in Texas that they don't start, like, in diapers. Cause yeah, I'm, like... I don't really know too much. <laughs> I moved to Texas when I was going into sixth grade, so I didn't really know too much about Texas or Texas football until I really moved here, you know. So all I knew was being in Louisiana and playing football there. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, the only things I know about te- Texas football is uh, Friday Night Lights and uh, oh, yeah. Varsity Blues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Friday Night Lights so, is huge. Yeah. Huge. I mean, Odessa <laughs> Permian, I don't think they're that good anymore, but it's a big deal in, in Texas, definitely. Yeah. Um, so you chose Western Oregon uh, eventually. That was one of your uh, – and what were some of your other stopping points on the way there? Um, so I went to Montana State. 
you know, um, I actually went to Montana State uh, in two. I was the graduating class of 2014, so I went to Montana State. Um, I forgot exactly what year, but um, I, I love Montana State. Basically, the thing is with Montana State, um, basically we got a whole new coaching change with Coach Coach Choate. Great coach, I love Coach Choate. I was recruited under Coach Ash, and um, my freshman year I registered. And then going into my uh, redshirt freshman year, I ended up getting hurt. I tore my ACL um, right before spring practices. I'll never forget Coach Wilcox was like, nobody nobody needs to work out on this Wednesday. Like, this is y'all's day off. And, you know, I was a freshman, and I was like, man, I got to start next year. I was, I was supposed to start that year, so I was like, I got to start next year. I got to keep working, you know. And um, I ended up tearing my ACL on the day we weren't supposed to wait for work out. So um, I was running routes for some of the DBs because we didn't have any receivers out there, and I just – Turn, turn the wrong way and my ACL tore. So I went there. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I went there and um, so I, I kind of sat out that season. My junior year I played and or my sophomore year I played and then my junior year I played the most basically. And then I just ended up really transferring from Montana State. I felt like we rotated so much at corner. You could never really get a feel for the game. I wanted to be that guy and, you know, really take over the game like I knew I could. So right. I ended up um, leaving from there. I ended up receiving a bunch of offers. I was initially going to commit to Incarnate Word under their new staff. Um, and um, I was talking to a recruiter. He was like, if you go D2, you have two years to play football. So I was like, all right, cool. So I actually got an offer from West West Florida. And not many people know this, but I initially, <laughs> I initially went to West Florida because West Florida was um, number two in the nation. And I was like, shoot, I might as well go to Florida. Why not? <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to Florida. So I went to West Florida for a semester. Uh, played, played at West Florida. The thing is, with that situation, I knew going into going to West Florida, um, I would have had to sit out my second semester. Being that if I would have played two semesters in a row, I wouldn't have been able to play for the fall. And that's just how the rule goes, because that was my uh, sixth year. for, uh, And they go go over a semester rule with D2, I guess. It's different. So um, I had to leave from West Florida because I couldn't pay the second semester, basically, um, wow. because I couldn't be on scholarship. Because if I was on scholarship, then that would have took my year away. So I, I, I left West Florida, and I, I was training out here with a bunch of the pro day guys and people like that. And so um, out of nowhere, I just ended up hitting up Coach Slowey from Western Oregon because I remember playing Western Oregon when I was at uh, Montana State my redshirt freshman year or sophomore year, one of the two. And um, and I kind of talked to him, and they were talking about offering me. I had some other offers, too. I was really leaning between them and Central Washington. But uh, I ended up going to um, Western Oregon. I kind of believed in what Coach Slowey was saying. And uh, it was big that they, they were able to do pro days at Oregon State. And that's my biggest thing, wanting to know where I was able to do a pro day at. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Western Oregon. I looked at it, kind of the list and the schedule they had, and they weren't too too good the year before. But I was like, you know what, we could probably change this. And who, who knew we changed it, and uh, we're the first team in history to win the GNAC Conference for Western Oregon. So yeah, that was big. Yeah. Yeah, so a pretty successful season. You know. Oh, yeah, that's, definitely, that's, definitely. It's uh, always historical. the <laughs> Always the team goal to you know, win your conference, you know, right. win win national. You know, right. that's, that's that's pretty much the that's typical. You know, normally beat your rival, win yep. win the conference, 
win, yep. win the natty, right? Right. We uh, just didn't end up going to playoffs. We were uh, seven and four, and we didn't end up making playoffs. Um, we had, I think, twenty-seven people on the all-conference list, though, which was a bunch of people on the team. Wow. And um, coach Coach Ferg was actually the uh, coach of the year, so. Okay. That was pretty good. Say like twenty-seven, yeah, so yeah, yeah, an eleven on eleven. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> it was special it was something and... great. I might have the numbers wrong, but it was yeah. something crazy. It was something crazy. I know yeah. all our DBs got all conference for one, yeah. so that was that was real good. All the starters did, so that was good. Yeah, well, you know, and going a little bit back to LSU a little bit, you know, they they mm-hmm. call themselves DBU, but uh, the, mm-hmm. the Huskies have themselves quite a reputation up there in the Pacific Northwest for oh, yeah. producing yes, DBs yeah, as well. So. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah. um, but, uh, so, so in your game, what do you think the strongest part of your game is as far as uh, playing, um, you know, press man, you know, what kind of... Mm-hmm. Man, uh, to be honest with you, I love playing press. I'm a real physical corner. I can definitely say that. Uh, with my film, to be honest, like most of the time, like over over the year, they stopped really throwing as much to my side. I would definitely say that. And I saw that. And I, I remember one game we played uh, Simon Fraser. I was just so frustrated on the bench because I couldn't get my hands on the ball. I was like, they're not throwing it. And I told Coach. My coach, Coach Pila, I was like, Coach Pila, I'm just like, they're not throwing it to me. He was like, sometimes they'll, they'll have to do that when you're a good player. I'm like, I'm trying to get my stats up, of course, you know, and I can't do it if they're not throwing it. So I was kind of, I was just kind of mad. Yeah. But um, my my best part of my game, I feel like uh, we run a lot of zone coverages and a lot of man coverages, but uh, more so zone with Western Oregon. And um, I, I think I, I made the quarterback, quarterback pretty well. So um, cool. that's definitely my best part of the game. Yeah, the quarterback. And and playing defensive back is such a chess game. And um, I'm not sure if you saw this, uh, but when they're going through the NFL 100 list, Ed Reed uh, admitted that he actually made a mistake in the early part of the season on purpose because he knew Peyton Manning yep. was going to watch yep. that play yeah, yeah. and see what he did and react to it. And I'm like, right. it's such yeah. a chess match between it is. the DBs yeah, and the quarterback. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And, and I'm like, the quarterback, yep. And I'm like, It's crazy. Know, it's crazy. If you can mess with the quarterback's eyes, you you can really do anything you want in the game. I feel like I, my best game this season, Texas A&M, uh, Kingsville, I did that with the quarterback a lot, and I had, like, uh, one catch on me or something. And uh, I had a couple of targets, but only one catch and one PBU. I kind of dropped the pick. I ain't going to lie on that one. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely baiting the quarterback and trying to mess with their eyes, really, that'll really change the game if you know how to do it correctly. So, yeah. yeah. Right. One of the conversations that now we're mainly we mainly talk about the fantasy piece of, of football, but mm-hmm. uh, we, you know we're kind of trying to dive into some real football talk. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so you know we, we 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 you know know a little bit. Um, yeah. Okay. But uh, in, in fantasy football, we're trying to determine the best way to get points for corners because you had mentioned earlier that you're trying to get your yeah. stats up. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and in fantasy yeah. football, we we rely on stats. So it's right. like if you don't get any stats, you know, like Patrick Peterson for years, well, he, he's you know one of the great corners in the league. Right. 
Right. He's terrible for fantasy because right. he doesn't get any. They don't you know, throw it to him. Yeah, they yeah. don't throw it to him. So, I mean, it's you know, boring. It's so boring when they don't do it, and I was so frustrated over the, <laughs> over this season. I swear I was. I used to tell that to my coach. I'm not a selfish player or anything, but I understand to make it to the next level, you really need stats as well as game film. I'm like, yeah. Well, my stats not going to be something crazy if they can't throw it like that, you know. So. Mm-hmm. I understand what you mean, but uh, for fantasy, definitely, uh, that's how you rely on winning your fantasy is off a of stat. So they don't throw it to you. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, one of the things, know. and one of our uh, colleagues, well, I guess, you know, one guy on Twitter that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're pals with, uh, Jordan, uh, he's at 50 Shades Drunk. Uh, he's a good dude. Um, yep. He, Me and him were talking, uh, that's terrible grammar, but... He and I were, we were talking <laughs> teacher stuff, just kind of plugs in. Anyway, I won't tell the student. <laughs> he and I were talking about um, how to fix corner scoring to make it like, um, and I know you kind of mentioned that you didn't really play fantasy football, but for deep, <clears throat> when, you, when you have a team defense, you start off with 15 points. Right. And as you give up yards and points, your points go down. As you get sacks, they go back up. Interceptions, they go back up. We were thinking about developing some kind of system for corners where you start at, like, 10 points. And every pass that you give up, you know, every every completed pass, you lose a point. But if you get a, you know, deflection or, you know, you you defend the pass, you get a point up. So we're kind of playing around with that because then that way you could really judge a corner by how good they are, not just do they get a lot of tackles. Because I love my Seahawks and and Trey Flowers, you know, he really, he's a good player. But he, you know, playing against Shaq Griffin, they target him like crazy. So he has, so Trey Flowers has like, you know, anywhere from five to ten tackles a game. Yeah, because they target him so much. Because he's targeted all the time. So I'm like, he's not really a good, you know, he's a decent corner. I'm not going to down him too much here. Um, (laughs) But but he gets targeted a lot, and he, you know, he does make the tackles, which is good, because if you're going to let him catch it, you better make the tackle. Right. Um, But, yeah, it's just interesting, you know, when you say that, you know, you got to get your stats up, but some of the, you know, we've talked to a few corners, and we've said, you know, Really yeah. not showing up on the score sheet is you it had sucks. a pretty good day. Like you had a it good sucks. day if you're not on it, film getting burnt. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Um yeah, yeah, so the um Simon Fraser game, you know, they're in Canada. I didn't I got targeted, let me think, two, three, four times. Uh four I think four times in main coverage and I didn't give a one one catch. Yeah. So it's like I don't have anything. I had to go chase a tackle down on the other side of the field for me to get any sets. You know, I'm like, come on now. You know, I'm trying to do something, but if they're throwing them out of bounds and stuff, you really can't do nothing about it. So right. definitely with fantasy, I feel like if a corner gets a deflection, it should be like two points. I feel like if yeah. he gets a pick or something, it should be four. If he returns a pick for a touchdown, it should be like six points or something. You know, something like that. Right. So yeah, we we. A lot of the leagues that we play in, it, it's uh, like anywhere from two, one to two points for a pass deflection mm-hmm. or PBU. Uh, normally, an interception can be anywhere from three to six. Yeah. And then pick six, you get the touchdown plus the yeah. three to six plus a right. pass breakup because the way the stats work. But, right. But yeah, so yeah, definitely, uh, I would agree with that because I mean, yeah. 
and we we're defensive guys because yeah you know, we, we you know I, I mean I I love the offense of the game too but we you know I think and I've always been a fan of defense you know I, I grew up around Philly around Buddy Ryan's Eagles teams which was all right. about the defense. Which right. is why Randall is so great because he just said, "Randall, here's the ball. I don't know what offense does. Just go yeah. out there and do something. Just do your thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much." Um, <laughs> so, you know, you know, growing up around a defensive-minded, you know, area, um, and playing fantasy with defense. Like I remember talking to some people, you know, ten, fifteen years ago about fantasy football and i'm like oh, you know <laughs> i know all the offensive guys you know yeah and then i got introduced to the the idp leagues and i'm like i and now i know like everybody's number i know everybody's <laughs> you know i know the guy with the dreads back there is that yeah. you know who who that guy yeah. is you know yeah. his, his dreads cover his numbers so you can't tell who he is <laughs> yeah exactly i know how you are yeah. yeah that's what happened with ricky williams so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right so it's like I have learned so much more about the other side of the game just because, mm-hmm. you know, besides playing yep. it, you know, and besides right. like stuff like Madden where you, you know, learn coverages and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so getting back to you. Uh, so what corner in the NFL do you like to uh, to watch and model yourself after? Um, my favorite corner to really watch is Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, uh, we kind of have more so the same body frame, long arms, uh, longer corners, you know, love press, love bump and run. And, um, you know, Jalen Ramsey is really notorious for uh, baiting the quarterback, and I feel like I do that very well uh, yeah. from the film and everything like that. So definitely Jalen Ramsey. Anytime I'm on my phone looking at corners, is probably Jalen Ramsey. I'm not going to lie to you. So that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I wasn't too happy with bet with him the other night, but hey, hey, he, he, shut, he was shutting he is, down. He is who he is, and he's getting paid. So yeah, Jalen Ramsey, yeah. he's a great player, though. Definitely a great player. Yeah, I liked him a lot better when he was in Jacksonville. I'm sure Daryl feels the opposite way because yeah. in Jacksonville, yeah. I didn't need to see him twice. You didn't have to, yeah. You don't have to deal with him, right? Now yeah. he, I don't Darryl, have to see him at all anymore. He's a so I'm exactly. Good with so, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Jalen Ramsey is a good player. Uh, so, um, post, you know, postseason here now you're in, um, like draft mindset. So what's your, your plan getting set for the draft here? You have any bowl Um, game invites and things going uh, on? Yes, actually, uh, I just recently missed the FCS bowl. I was still in Oregon at the time. Um, and we just basically finished the season. So I was to myself, I was thinking like it wasn't smart for me to really jump into that bowl because I just finished the season just not too long ago, and that mm-hmm. bowl game was only December sixth. But I'm gonna do the uh, College Gridiron Showcase, which is actually here in Texas. Uh, Fort Worth is probably about 45 minutes to an hour away, yeah. and uh, I'm gonna go to nice. that one because I heard that was a um, a pretty good bowl game to go to. So I was lucky enough to get that invite as well. So I chose that one over the FCS. Okay. And anything? Um, any? You know. Training wise, you know, any regiment that you're gonna follow, anything to try to get the forty time. Oh yeah, definitely, and all that definitely. stuff. That's the biggest thing is the forty. Everybody knows the forty is huge, especially for my position. You yeah. know, um, the skills positions, of course. Yeah, uh, I've talked to, Yeah, exactly. I've talked to some people on the phone, uh, some mentors, and um, heard from some scouts. The, with my size and stuff, um, 
a low a four three would be perfect, but they were saying uh the highest of a four five three would be fine, you know. So uh the biggest thing is for me, uh wherever whenever I hire an agent, wherever he would like me to train, um I'll definitely train train there, you know, and um try to get the forty down. I know a couple of places out here in Dallas of course, but I wanted to be on the same page with my agent once I hire one. So right. that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, those forty times are big, but and, and they serve a purpose, but I like watching the game film because some some exactly. players just play faster during exactly. the game than they do testing or whatever. I mean, it's, exactly. But it does; it is a good indicator of what they can do. So, yeah, exactly. A lot of people play. Um, you can turn on the tape. I remember uh, there's there's a bunch of corners in the league that probably didn't run the fastest forty, but they play well. Um, for example, Richard Sherman. You know, um, he plays really well. He, right. he has a great feel of the game, but he didn't run a good forty. But he's still sticking with the receivers because he knows what he's doing out there and uh, has a high football IQ. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, just for draft purposes, though, I know the 40 is huge. So, you know, that's, right. that's what I'm honing on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you pretty much have the blueprint for your job interview. So right. it's pretty yeah. much you got to do what they, you know, want you to do. And the 40 right. time is definitely – I, I prefer actually the other drills to watch, like we mm-hmm. watched combine. Like the on-field drills. Yeah, the on-field yeah. drills. Mm-hmm. I've you know, the the, the football on no. a stick, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I believe I'm gonna blow that one out the water. The on-field. <laughs> I, I train with the best in the country, Clay Meg. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Definitely, definitely. So, um, so I I teach much younger kids but um if there is anything you could tell a high school player that's getting ready to make the jump to college or uh somebody that is uh, you know in high school still what what could they do to improve their game and what do you think the the hardest thing about um making that switch would be uh, basically, the hardest thing is really nothing. It's all the mental, the mental aspect of the game. Really, uh, right. for me, whenever I was coming from Montana State, um, I was a lot younger than like a lot of the guys that had already been on the team. So, um, mentally, I thought, mentally and physically, if I'm being honest, going to Montana State, I'm from Texas, so I'm thinking, oh, I'm going up there with a bunch of Montana boys, this that, and that. And the other. <laughs> So I say, oh, yeah, I should be a starter from day one, right? You know, so I went up there and, you know, I mean, the speed of the game was so much quicker. It's a huge – it's it's not the biggest jump from college, but it's a jump. You feel it. You definitely feel it. I remember one of the practices when I was like, man, this is going kind of quick, you know. So everybody's good on this level, simple as that, in, in college. No matter if you go D1, D2, D3, everybody has the offers. Everybody is on scholarship for something, you know, right. and – um main thing i would tell a high school is uh first of all be patient you know and just um just grind through it all you know make sure you listen to your coaches and um your coaches will never put you through a bad situation or um or anything like that whether it be your coaches or your teachers everybody wants to see you succeed so as long as you're reliable on the field you're you're, you're trustworthy to everybody else so that's why cool. I'm yeah uh sounds good daryl you have anything else to add in there I know you like to throw some curveballs sometimes. <laughs> not really uh, curveballs, just your, off football. Yeah, well, they're not too bad. Uh, what's your favorite song and why? Oh, I I left that one out. Oh, I don't really yeah. have a favorite song, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it'd be different if you asked me my favorite genre of music or my favorite, like, singer okay. or rapper or something. Okay, what are they? 
Um, of course, favorite genre I could listen to rap, R and B, a little jazz. You know, being from rap. Louisiana, New Orleans is big on jazz. Um, my favorite artist. Oh, who is my favorite artist? Actually, who would I listen to all day? I like <laughs> NBA Young. I like NBA Young Boy. I don't know if y'all y'all ever heard of him, but he's from Baton Rouge as well, and uh, I listen to him a lot. So yeah, he gets me pumped for games, definitely. And I feel like he gets a lot of people pumped for games. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, those are the people I kind of listen to, and that's what I listen to: R and B and uh, rap. All right, uh, one more. If, if you could talk to anyone famous that's dead for a whole day, who would it be, and why? Oh, Nipsey Hussle, man, definitely. <laughs> I, I when honestly, I was gonna say it, Martin Luther King at one point, but uh, definitely Nipsey Hussle. I feel like. Uh, his death really, um, really took a toll on a lot of people. If you actually understood what he was, he 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 did in his community, and as well as what he was saying throughout his music, and as well he did podcasts and stuff as well. And he was um, everything he was saying was just positive, and I feel like he wanted to help so many other people than just himself and just his circle, you know. And I feel like I do that as well with being who I am. And I, I'm I've always been the type of person never want to leave anybody out. Right. So I feel like Nipsey Hussle was definitely a person that I would love to have met and um, talked to because I feel like he's just an inspirational person and um, he can change a lot of lives just from being who he is and right. the type of person he is. So, yeah. Cool. cool. And I have one more. Um, so free time. What do you like to do in your free time besides football? It's not all Man. about football. It's nice, <laughs> nice, nice. If you would have asked me this a year ago, um, I would have said work out because I, I was on that so heavy. I was working out and just looking for the next opportunity. For me. But um, this past season, I, I love being at Western Oregon, honestly. I mean, it was crazy. It's way different from where I'm from, but it's cool. It's cool. The people out there are just so loving, and they, you know, they gravitated to me, like, in a different way that I've never seen. So um, what I did was I hung out with my roommates a lot. And uh, we had a big ping pong table in the middle of our living room. And so on my free time, I'd be out there killing them in ping pong, ping pong, or whether it be video games, Madden or something, or uh, many times we'll just go on a, go on a little drive, go to the grocery store. I just like hanging out basically, man. So that's what I love doing, just hanging out with my friends on my free time. I feel like you can never take those moments back. And uh, I'm going to forever remember those times I had with those guys. So I can't wait to go back up there to see them again. Yeah, ping pong. Uh, we had a ping pong table growing up, and my dad would whoop me so bad all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things. That gets you better though. That gets me. That gets it, you it better. It does, though. yeah. And it, my old man never gave me an inch, so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so if I ever beat him at anything, I earned it real well. So uh, yeah. I, I could beat him at video games more than the, the actual like like basketball. He he was like a thousand. And I beat him like once in basketball. <laughs> right. He he would yeah. even lull me into a false sense of security. Like he let me get a few point lead, and then just start torching me. Cause... Just kill you. That, he's he, he competitive. That's how you get the competitive nature. That's absolutely. Yeah. So I understand. That's right. That's yeah. good parenting right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you come on now. You can't be no pushover. Then your son gonna be like that. Your daughter gonna be like that. Well, that's, that, right. that's why my son doesn't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he did beat me in. Um, what did he beat me in? He beat me in uh, MLB on the video mm-hmm. game. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. 
Because he plays okay. it all the time. And I yeah, exactly. Don't... It's probably in his his room. You know, that's his system. He's going to be up there yeah. all night trying to, you know, so he's going to call <laughs> you in the room so he can beat you. I did the same thing, so I understand. Now, he beat me in Madden once, but I called him out because he was playing a rookie, and I was playing a, like, regular or, like, pro. Oh, like all Madden or something? Uh, probably not that high up, but uh, for the yeah, sake it's... of the story, yes, I was playing on all Madden, and he See, was playing all rookie. that's the only way you can play Madden. You can't play Madden on anything else other than all Madden. What's yeah. the point of playing it? Yeah, well, he's playing a rookie, oh, and man. I'm like, dude, you got to, like, step your game up. Like, you're never going to get any better. You're just going to keep throwing bombs. And, right. You know, and he'll pick right. somebody like, you know, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, you're going to threaten That's my favorite pass. team on Madden. That is my well, favorite yeah, team on Madden, it is, so I understand. It is the team, you know. And I try to play with my Seahawks. You know, Russell's, you know, good, too. Yeah. They don't have right. his accuracy and stuff up there. but yeah. Right. Right. But, yeah, I love, I love the Chiefs on Madden. I swear, um. And that's all I play with on Madden. Well, like, unless we play with random teams, I'll get somebody else, of course. But the Chiefs with Travis Kelsey, um, their whole defense is crazy. Yeah. Pat Mahomes, um, LaShawn McCoy in the backfield, is, and Sammy Watkins. I love, I love playing with the Chiefs. Honey Badger. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I, I, figured, I figured you defense. were going to mention him first. Look, no, no, no. I said, I said the whole <laughs> defense. Now I'm not leaving Kendall Fuller out of nobody. You know, Honey Badger yeah. in there too. So yeah. And Definitely, my old boy Frank Clark from the, the Seahawks. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, they got uh Rashad Breeland too. So yeah, yeah. He, he gets a lot of picks from me on Madden. Yeah. I must say his name too. So when you so, play yeah. Madden, do you click on the corner and play the corner? No, you will get beat. They <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. No, sir, you can't do that. You will get beat. You will get beat. Oh, it's hard man. to kind of play with the corner and then try and match the receiver, like the raw patterns of the receiver, because you know it's it's. It, it's just way different for one. And then most of the time, they're not even going to throw it to that person, you know, or they'll throw it to them if they look like they're open and the corner's way back there thinking you're going to run a goal with the <laughs> right. receiver and they run like a comeback or something. So I, I usually target the linebacker. Yeah. I'll take over the crosses and stuff like that. Okay. Cool. I, I always try to play the D end. Get oh, the yeah. Sack. That's the easiest person to play yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> I, try I to can't get really the, mess up too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I always will be uh... – Looking, looking one way, and you know, or try to watch the quarterback too much. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I understand though. I used to play with the D D line too, the DM more so than anything. <laughs> I used to do the same thing. So. Yeah. Oh well, Brantley, you got anything else you want to put out there? Your Twitter handle. You're, where I know you uh, have your your uh, stuff Excuse on me. your. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, y'all can, um, the viewers or listeners, whatever the case may be, they can follow me at Braylon Evans on everything, um, and I keep it real simple, B-R-A-E-L-E-N, Evans, E-V-A-N-S, and, uh, I keep it real simple, I don't really tweet too much, I retweet more than anything, yeah. um, definitely on, I love Instagram, so that's where I'm at, <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, sounds good, and, uh, they can check out your highlight reel there, uh, yeah, yeah, and- and on see, Twitter, yeah, you, know, you can. It's a, it's a link on Twitter. I don't have it on anything else other than Twitter, though. Yeah. So check that out. And, uh, well, good luck with the draft process. It Thank should you. be really exciting. And, uh, you know, it's 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 probably one of those most unique job interviews ever, right? Pretty much. Right. right. So right. we wish you the best of luck. And, uh, yes, good luck. Absolutely. And Thank in your uh, gridiron game coming up. 
Yes, yes. I can't wait for it. We got a while. We got a while to go, like 20 some days. So yeah, I'm out here training right now. I just came from work. I still got all my stuff on. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> so, glorious house of gains. I was trying uh, yes, to tell Daryl. Daryl's gonna put down the 25 ounce curls and start picking up the 25 pound curls. Hey, those, okay. Those don't get built by no reason. Hey, man. hey, wow. check them out. And and in the unnormal. And in the unnormal. <laughs> check them out. That's right. Yeah. Well, Braylon, it's been an, a pleasure talking to you. One of our more fun interviews. Um, yes. So hopefully we'll have you back on after maybe after some oh, yeah. of the draft process goes through. We'll oh yes, sir. Hopefully, so, man. Talk about that. Yeah, God's will, whatever God's will is, man, is going to happen. So I yeah. believe everything happens for a reason. So my time will come. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, and we appreciate that. Yes. And we will, uh, yep, uh, mm-hmm. come draft time. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. It was fun, you know, uh, even with the little Wi-Fi you. problems we had. Yeah, yeah, some technical. Just <laughs> on me. Everybody hates my crappy internet. No, always. I, honestly, look, I think it was mine because once I turned my Wi-Fi off, everything was perfect. So I'm going to take the blame yeah. for that one. All right. <laughs> Daryl's crappy internet gets saved. Uh, at least for this week. Yeah. Thanks. That was Braylon Evans from Western Oregon getting ready for the draft process. Daryl, what's going on? I know we said that earlier, but what's going on? And not too much. We just finished our interview, so I've got a little wrestling going on in the background, and we're ready to uh, do our show here. Yeah. Well, I mean, the second half of our show. We, we kind of, you know, that was part of the well, show. Yeah, the second half. Um. So, before we go any further, um, Christmas is right around the corner. Oh, yeah. And, you know, don't go great underneath of that tree for your friends, family, your wife, girlfriend. An IDP Nation t-shirt. Yes. Would look great underneath the tree. That's exactly what she wants, isn't it? It is. If she follows us and listens to us, I guarantee that's what she wants. There you go. And if she doesn't, play an episode in the car. Or don't, because maybe, I don't know, that'll scare her off. Anyway, I know my <laughs> wife hates when I have a podcast on in the car, so <laughs> it, it just goes off immediately. But anyway, um, getting back to it, uh, you can it, get your very own IDP Nation t-shirt at myfantasyfootballshirt.com. And uh, when you buy one of those, it helps us out, which is also a plus. Um, Obviously a plus with us because we like doing this, but we also would like a little bit of financial help to pay for the equipment and stuff that we have. It would be nice. Um, Pay for the subscription and stuff, you know. Um, and, And maybe we can put out some more shows if we, I don't know. Didn't have to work six days a week. Right, maybe I can one day upgrade my crappy internet. There you go. <laughs> Money put to good use. The crappy internet can be solved. That's right. But, uh, yes, you can go to MyFantasyFootballShirt.com. Uh, you can get our shirt. You can get some other shirts uh, available. And uh, all, all shapes and sizes, all different colors. Um, just get the IDP Nation logo slapped on a shirt and sent out, hopefully by... Uh, I'm not sure about delivery, so we'll Perhaps. say, uh, 
you know, you can take a picture of it and say, this is what I got you. Yep. Um, but yes, an IDP Nation t-shirt would be great. I think you can get a couple other things too, like coffee yes. mugs and so coffee on. Coffee mugs so. and stuff. I need a coffee mug because I like my Jack Skellington mug that I have here. Right. But uh, an IDP Nation mug would be much better. So need like the extra large mug though. I'm a, I'm like a 24 ounce mug kind of guy because I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> right. Um, and real quick before we move on, if you're out of your playoffs. We'll talk about our playoffs here in a minute. Um, but if you're out of your playoffs and you're looking for some more fantasy stuff to get a hold of, there's a couple different things you can go to. Number one, uh, your buddy and our buddy, uh, friend of the show, Dingus, Dingus4, mm-hmm. at Dingus4, uh, is running a playoff uh, league for the NFL postseason. And I think it's a $25 entry fee. And part of those proceeds will be going to Fantasy Cares. Nice. So part of the prize fund will go to, to some people winning, and part of the prize pool will go to Fantasy Cares. So if you're interested in helping out, I did see Scott Fish um, buying tons and tons of stuff. That would be so much fun to take the mm-hmm. money and go buy the Toys for Tot stuff. Yes, it would. That would be really great. Be I think so I saw him fun. buying some video games or yes. consoles or whatever it was. Well, yes, and and he talked to the Marines that helped with the Toys for Tots. The Marines obviously are with the backing force behind Toys for Tots, and um, right. they helped deliver the toys. And they were saying, you know, some of the kids that end up with the toys aren't necessarily mobile. I think was the tweet right. that Scott was sharing. So, or they're in a hospital bed, or you know, they're they're not unable to really, you know, get around. So, um, so video games are something, and you know, find me a kid that doesn't like video games, and I'll find you a leprechaun because I think every <laughs> single child I've ever encountered loves some kind of video game. It's, it's, I mean, I love video games too. I'm not going to say I, I was never a video game person because I was. I played video games. Yeah, all I was time. too. Still am to a certain yeah. when I get the time. When I, when I get am. time, I do. When I yeah. get the time. Um, so you can join that. Uh, Dingus asked me today, and I said, you know what? I will plug the show. He's looking for uh, to raise some money and raise some interest. Yep. Um, the more the merrier, is my opinion with that stuff. It's one of those uh, you get to play a, t- uh, a person once. So once you use them up, they're all gone. Uh, so if you want to pick uh, Russell Wilson in as your week one starter in the, the uh, wild card round, hopefully he's not playing the wild card round. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Or, or you want to play that Hall of Fame caliber quarterback you know who I'm talking Don't about. You. Ryan Tannehill. God, I hate you. He is on a Hall of Fame stretch, apparently. Jesus Christ. He's going to be your quarterback for the next few years, just to let you know. Probably. Probably. The Titans are interested in opening up contract talks, basically. I will say this. He has played better than I expected. He's leading your team uh, to the playoffs, dude. You got to love him. No, 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 no. He's not leading. He's managing the game and playing well enough to let Derrick Henry be Derrick Henry. Henry is carrying us to the playoffs. 
Don't fight me on this. Don't fight me on this. You're not going to win. I'm just saying. A.J. Brown looked pretty good the other day. Boy, didn't he, though. Man. uh, I believe it was Jason Moore on the footballers referred to him as a tank running through little children. Yeah, he's a beast. And he's going to be, I'm telling you, I kind of mentioned it back when they first drafted him. I think he's going to be the number one. I think he's going to pass uh, Corey Davis up, and he's going to be the he's going to be the guy. It's going to happen. I have if it's ton- not already, I, I think it's close now. I have tons of shares of AJ. I do too. So I am perfectly happy with him <laughs> becoming a stud number one quarter or wide receiver because I got him real late too. Yeah, I did. All too, the leagues I got him in, it was like 11, 12. Like it was late. I'm perfectly happy with him thus far and uh the we mentioned a couple different ways that you can drown your playoff blues and that is with DraftKings. so here is our promo with DraftKings and dynasty football factory dynastyfootballfactory.com has it all impact articles a full scope of fantasy football rankings adp and exclusive members only access to factory sports slack channel dynasty redraft idp debbie and even dfs a factory sports membership unlocks it all and annual memberships are free that's right we've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free just go to dynastyfootballfactory.com slash shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo sign up for your DraftKings account deposit just twenty dollars and you'll receive a free ten dollar bonus and free factory sports annual membership eligibility and restrictions apply see website for details so act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. Dynasty Football Factory, where you can find all of Daryl's writing. Um, not, not so much my writing. <laughs> Unless you want to check out, like, Waiver Wire from, like, week five or something. <laughs> I just, I, I professionally, my real job is uh, kind of demanding. Um, so during this time of the year, so, um, you know, is what it is. Uh, but Daryl writes plenty for the both of us. He carries me. (laughs) He carries the IDP torch here. Breaking Um, my back, breaking my back. Yeah. As well as the IDP Debbie. I think you're it. Yeah, I am. There's a couple other writers out there. There Uh, is, there is. Yeah. Um, our, our buddy, the people's champ, um, is one of them. Um, but we've had a few of the IDP um, people kind of step away from fantasy. Um, we have Josh uh, kind of yeah, Josh is kind of, you know, we'll miss you. Hopefully yep. you, you come back eventually. Um, Who was the original host of this show? The original host, yes. Yes. IDP Edge Crushers, the artist formerly known as. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and uh, – some other big names, you know, kind of just on offense and defense, just kind of saying, you know what, I've, I've had, had enough. And sometimes being on Twitter can give you enough to just walk away sometimes. Yeah, it can be but, uh, uh, daunting sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm on Twitter. I, I tweet my stuff. I retweet stuff. I, I, I like. I like stuff I like, you know. Right. I'll always respond to people asking me questions and things. So, um, 
I've never had a bad experience, I'll say, with anybody on Twitter. I don't know that you have or not. Uh, no, I've not really had any issues. I mean, yeah. everyone's been pretty cordial and easy to get along with. Yeah. I'm not one to really pick a fight either, so. Yeah, I, I tend to leave it alone unless yeah. it's uh, something consistent and persistent. Then uh, yeah. I'll chime in. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't have time for that. So. Uh, speaking of not having time, I don't really have time to check Reddit, but you do. Yes. So what are some Reddit questions out there that we can answer and tackle before we get into some of the other fun stuff about the playoffs that we have to talk about? Okay. Um, so our first question is from Legendary Assassin, and he says, thanks for the help all year. He's one win away from the finals. And he needs one linebacker and one defensive lineman. At linebacker, I don't know the scoring, by the way, uh, but at linebacker, he says Jayon Brown or Donald Payne. <laughs> I tend to lead towards Brown. I would, I too. I think he's a better player. I think he's safer, too, if that makes safer. sense. I think he's I think he's safer too. I mean, I picked up Payne and started him this past week, uh, just because my linebacking cores in a couple leagues were god awful, either due to injury or just dumb luck and you know bad plays. And so I'm not opposed to playing Payne, but if you have a more solid option like Jayon Brown, I'd stick with him. Payne has that. I mean, he's had two really good weeks in a row, but I don't. I'm not convinced that Jacksonville likes any of their defenders. I think it was um, Mike Wallet maybe was talking about how many missed tackles Donald Payne had. Right. So it's only a matter of time before he's relegated to the bench too. And not to. Uh, I know we kind of didn't hit the news and notes, but. You know, they lost Miles Jack earlier this year. Now they lost Quincy Williams, and they just signed uh, Preston. Um, well, they got Preston Brown off of waivers, yes. Yeah, they signed Preston Brown. So I don't know that that hurts Payne or helps him, but I, I'm like you. I think the floor is safer with Jay. Uh, I don't think you can start Preston Brown off the street. I wouldn't think so, no. I, I, I mean, I he might personally. spell somebody here and there. I don't think he plays. I mean – you're picked up on Wednesday. You're going to play on Sunday. Yeah, I mean they are thin at the position, so it's possible he sees a few reps. But I wouldn't think yeah. anything significant where you could <laughs> truly put your eggs in his basket. Interesting. Uh, I I don't know if you caught this. If you check box scores or whatever, uh, Joe Giles Harris made a, uh, a a sighting in Jacksonville last weekend. Oh wow! No, I didn't catch that. So yeah, I know we were a little higher on him than I guess the yeah. NFL was. Uh, he actually got some playing time then. So right. How about it? Um, and then the second half, he says that defensive line, he has been streaming all year. That's a scary thought. It is, but this is really intriguing. Um, he says the options available to him are DeForest Buckner. Dante Fowler, Matt Ioannidis, Chris Jones, and Melvin Ingram. I would definitely go with either Chris Jones or DeForest Buckner, I think. And then if, for some reason, if those two are gone, 
I think I go with Matt Ioannidis. He has been uh, something special this year. I'm guessing this is not D-tackle premium, so I'm going to avoid the D-tackles. I know Chris Jones can and Buckner can both pump that. I lean – who was the last one? Because I know Ioannidis was, was – He's got Buckner, Dante Fowler, Ioannidis, Chris Jones, and Melvin Ingram available on waivers, I'm assuming. I'd go with Ioannidis. I'm starting Ioannidis in a league – in my home He's league. played well. I mean, he's I been waiting. consistent at a position that lacks consistency. Yeah, and I keep waiting for him to fall off, and he's he's not done it. And a little uh, nugget here, I've actually got him on this week's uh, stock market report that's going to drop uh, probably tomorrow. There you go. So. I like him only because he is not necessarily sack dependent. He does get a number of them, but he n- normally gets a few tackles. Yeah, he gets quite a few tackles, actually. And I think yeah. uh, I was looking at when I was writing the piece, I think his next three games are pretty Philly. much divisional opponents. And looking back what he did to them earlier this year, he had uh, 15, 16, 17. I forget what it was right off, but he had high teens in tackles combined against all three of them. And most of them were solo. So that's that's pretty big. Well, this week, what they play Philly? I I believe that's correct. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look, but I, I believe that's correct. Carson's been hit quite a lot, so, I mean, there's a chance. I mean, And that's something else. I didn't really realize it until I was kind of digging into him. He's getting quite a few sacks. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not uh, league leading, but I think he has something like seven and a half, maybe eight and a half sacks on the year. So he's he is doing really well. Yeah. Ryan Kerrigan, isn't, isn't he injured? as well he is i think he had come back and had a few good games after such a horrible start to the season but i think he's injured again now so yeah so, so that helps i don't know if that helps ionitis but i mean that means more reps for montez sweat as well which means maybe ionitis can sneak in there with some attention right. on him yeah i don't know washington despite being so god awful this year their defense is actually not the weakest link that some people think because i mean aaron Rodgers has not been aaron Rodgers this year necessarily but the defense kind of held him in check like they did they they didn't really let him blow up like he did against oakland like where he exploded for five touchdowns you know it wasn't like that and i mean they they had every opportunity to do that so um so despite them being a horrible franchise uh their defense hasn't been bad. No, they've they've actually got some good, like you said, good young pieces, and I think they're only going to get better. I mean, they're yeah. one of the up-and-coming defensive. I think if they can just get that offense together with them, I think they're going to be uh, something to watch. Yeah. So start Jayon Brown and Matt Ioannidis, and good luck in your semifinals. What else you got? Yes. All right. Our next one is from user Total Park. Um, not sure what his scoring is. He didn't put it. Uh, says I. He says I need to start three. Thank you for your help. Um, looks like it's all linebackers. So he's got Donald Payne, who, by the way, is a name that you're going to hear a lot this week. I've seen it a lot on yeah. Reddit already. But Donald Payne, Bud Dupree, um, Burgess. I forget his first name. James Burgess. James Burgess. Uh, Hewitt. 
McKinney, Bernardrick McKinney, and John Bostic. I need to start three of those. So Bostic's a no. Yeah, I think he's out. I think McKinney is probably a no. Yeah, I think you go Dupree, Burgess, and (coughs) uh, Hewitt for me, I think. I think the Jets guys are good plays because Baltimore is going to grind this game out. They're going to try to keep Lamar Jackson upright and probably try to just ground Ingram down their throats, which I know hurts your question that you had personally earlier. Uh, That's an offensive question, though. Uh, But I think, actually, I think it would be a big Gus Edwards game because I think Baltimore can put the Jets away in the first half, and it could be RG3 and Gus Edwards in the second half since Lamar's a little banged up. And if they have the game under control, there's no reason to injure anybody, to, to leave anybody out there too long. I don't think the Jets have a chance, but I think with Burgess and um, who's the other Jets guy that you said? Hewitt. Hewitt. They're, they're going to be stopping the run all day. So they're either going to be chasing Lamar Jackson around the field, which good luck, uh, or they're going to be Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram and whoever right. else up their, up down their throats pretty much. Yeah, I, I... I th- like you said, I think Bostic's definitely a no. Bud Dupree uh, is McKinney. a... See, I, I'd go pain over uh, Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree has had a very good season, even though I item was a bust two years ago. Um, but he has rejuvenated his career. I think T.J. Watt is a big part of that. Uh, yeah. Because he commands so much attention well, from, got the... from offensive lines. What's the defensive end's name, too? Cameron Hayward's good, too. Yeah, Cameron Hayward. And then they've also got Javon Hargrave, who's doing really well at D-tackle. So I think, like you said, with Watt and those two, I think it takes a lot of pressure off Dupree, and he he gets to do what he wants to. Yeah, he's able to rush the passer and not really – I don't think they really rely on him to cover anybody anymore. If they were before, I'm not sure. I didn't really study Bud Dupree that much. He just was not a very good player for a while. It took him some time, I think, maybe to learn, which happens. I mean, not every player from day one is a stud starter. Like, right. Um, I just don't know so about. Man. I don't know about Buffalo's. See, I think Buffalo is Josh Allen can scramble Josh Allen can make a lot of boneheaded plays too so I'm not putting that past him of taking sacks and stuff so I I just prefer I guess the pain uh, probably solid numbers that you're guaranteed rather than the Bud Dupree if he gets two sacks he'll get you the numbers especially not knowing scoring now, if it's big play scoring where sacks you can get like up to 10 to 12 points depending on yardage and stuff, then you, you play the sack guy and hope for the best. But but if it's just simply tackles and, you know, decent, you know, like six-point, even three-point turnovers and stuff like that, then you go with the solid floor, I think. Yeah, I do too. A lot of people this time of year look at your opponent. Do I need a... a 
boom week or a bust week? Am I favored? Am I underdog? Yeah. I don't know. I go. I start my studs. I know I said that previous to this, <laughs> and that's what I do. I start the guys who got me here. There's a couple redraft leagues where I'm tinkering big time because I know my team's not strong. Like my team was like a six seed, and I've advanced in two of them. Like I, I snuck my way into the playoffs in a couple <laughs> of these leagues, so I know my team's not good enough to take on the top seeds. So I kind of loaded up on uh, the the flavors of the week, so to speak. Right. But uh, my my teams that I'm the number one seed, and you know, unless I lost somebody to injury over the bye week, I'm not touching those teams really. Right. I'm just rolling with who I got. Like, yeah, that's I, I'm the one seed. If I'm the one seed, I'm not worrying about the flavor of the month, Donald Payne. You know, I pick him up to keep him away from somebody. Right. You know, playing defense is sometimes good offense because if you keep somebody from picking up a player, then, you know, I know Weaver's kind of already probably hit in most leagues. There's a couple yeah, maybe. Probably. There's a couple maybe that are dropping on Thursday, but um, even if you're picking them up off the wire, I know a lot of times, a few of my leagues, they're not really big waiver leagues. Like, people will go in after waivers hit and pluck people off. And most of my pickups, I make a lot of my pickups. I make Sunday morning. I'm just looking at trends and I'm looking at things. Like I got Julian Love in like six places on Sunday morning. Yeah, I, and I he's playing I safety. He's playing really well. He's a cheat code. He's a safety yep. playing corner or a corner playing safety. Yeah, on, on MFL, and he's listed as a corner, so you're getting a free. It, Jimmy Ward's another one. He's a cheat code. So in most of my leagues that that people aren't smartened up about that stuff, I have Jimmy Ward and Julian Love starting at corner for me next week. (laughs) So I'm basically starting four safeties. Right. And I'm playing by the rules. Yeah, and I had a question because uh, was it Donald Payne? They said they could play him at DB and he's a linebacker. Don't Uh, feel bad about that. Don't feel bad about that. I think I saw that question too. Don't yeah, it's, it's, you know if you if if you have that option and it's not a league rule like in our listener league where you have to start a DB or whatever, but if he's eligible and you can play him, then yeah, take advantage of if it. If he's that's, got DB eligibility, then he's eligible. Right. I mean, that's you know, unless it's like I said, unless you have a rule preventing that, then uh, yeah, you got to. I mean, that just that's, that's just make good sense. That's your platform. It's not you. You're not cheating. That the platform makes it available, which Sleeper has a lot of those dual designations. It is what it is, man. If your league doesn't like it, then change platforms next year. Yeah. Because, I mean, it is what it is. A lot of these guys, especially some of these, uh, like, some of the Atlanta linebackers, they used to play safety. Some of these guys, Nathan Jerry, used to play safety. So he's like you mentioned, Julian Love. Uh, Julian Notre Dame, playing he played safety. some safety for the Golden Domers. Yeah, he didn't play a whole lot. He Not a whole lot, but he did play a yeah. few games or fill in He's doing so it he for the Giants now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, going from corner to safety, I don't think is as big of a switch from linebacker to safety, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. In, in the box, strong safety is basically a linebacker. But position designation-wise, that's a big deal. 
corner to safety Bro. is not really that big of a deal. Because a lot of your third nickel backs are basically kind of playing safety. Right. But I don't know. Um, anything else? Yeah. Uh, so user finbin37 says I need to start two of these linebackers. Um, does it give the scoring? Uh, Luke Keekley, Devin White, and Fred Warner. For me, I'm going Devin White and Fred Warner. You're not starting Keekley? No. I mean, he's – well, Keekly I guess if, I guess if you have him, you probably ram start him. it down Carolina's throat. Well, I guess if to. you have him on your roster, you probably start him, but I have no Keekley shares. I've moved on from him and basically all of my leagues that I had shares because I just – I'd rather get away too early as too late. So I've kind of made that transition with him. But I guess if you've still got him, then yeah. It, 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 and clearly he does. So I would probably go, oh, I'd probably go Keekly and White. I think Ke- is where Keekly's I would go. a definite yes. Um, he is consistent as consistent can be for the most part. Right. Um, trying to look up. Devin White has played really well this year. He's kind of floated under the radar because Devin Bush came out like gangbusters, and he has fallen by the wayside slightly. And White um, was banged up or injured a little bit at well, the beginning of the year. White so. started the year banged up, and he has come on. Now, Fred Warner and Devin White last week had kind of disappointing weeks. They did. I mean, he had uh, Devin White had three tackles. Uh, two assists, and he did have a forced fumble in there. Uh, whereas, um, who are we looking at? Fred Warner. Yes. Whereas Fred Warner only had uh, he had two tackles, an assist, and a pass defended. So they both had disappointing games. I think the upside of Fred Warner uh, is what I'm going to lean to. Because before this stinker of a game, um, he had consistent basically double-digit points. And I think you got to stick with the double-digit points. Um, Devin White, he's had double-digit points. He did have a couple of low games uh, earlier in, like, the middle of the season. Like, week seven, or it looks like seven and nine, he had some down weeks. Um Besides that, he's been double digits, too. He was also helped out by a pick six in week uh, 13. That kind of bumped bumped his numbers up a bit. Because really, he's barely double digit, except for that week. That week, he blew it out. So I would go with Keekly and Fred Warner. All right. Anything else? Uh, I'm looking here. They're kind of slow. If you want to go on to something else, <coughs> look for that again. Well, I want to pat myself on the back. Not that I don't do that enough on here, it sounds like, <laughs> for the most part. Uh, but I am moving on up to the SFB, I think it's conference semifinals or finals, something yes, like that. Yes, I am moving along as well, and Shane is as well. Yes. And, um, I have two of my division mates with me, uh, Justin Boone and 
um, Gary Haddow, I think it is. Um, they they are both in our division in my Gerald of Rivia uh, division. Which, speaking of, during Sunday Night Football, you may have seen a commercial for The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the, the character that's based on uh, that video game is becoming... It's based on a book, too, but uh, that's the series about my uh, SFB character. So I'm curious to see it. I've heard it's a good series of books and things, too. So. Um, so yeah, I I uh, had a nice week. I had Drew Brees, which he he helped nice. propel me there. Um, I also had um, well Edelman scored. I had Gurley who just ate up the Seahawks. <laughs> Not that much. I he did, he had an okay game. Uh, but yeah, I had a few guys. I had Kirk Cousins who was okay. Drew Brees is the big big deal for me this week. Nice. So, hopefully, Drew can uh, keep it going on Monday. He has Monday Night Football this week. Nice. Primetime game. Yeah. And I'm coming off the bye on a lot of my leagues. So, hopefully, my my team can shake off the rust and uh, get going. Get it going again. Yeah, I have a few of those that are... Or where I'm coming off the bye. Some of my leagues that I where I actually had to play this week, I didn't do so well. So kind of faded away on some of those. Uh, one league that me and you are in, and I would have had I have won, I would have actually been playing you, I do believe. But Zach Ertz. Uh, oh, Zach Ertz, I hate you. Uh, you're dead to me. I have a question for you. Okay. Not to interrupt, but... No, go right ahead. Uh, I have to start two defensive ends. So I have Frank Clark, Max Crosby, Clayland Farrell, and Matt Ioannidis. Crosby? Who are they playing? Help me help me remember. Uh, Clark is playing Denver in Kansas City. Okay. Uh, Oakland is playing Jacksonville in the Black Hole. And Ioannidis is playing in Washington against Philly. Sorry. Frank Clark healthy? Seems to be. He looked pretty healthy taking down Brady. So I think you go, as long as he's healthy, I think you go Clark for me because I think that's just, they're probably going to roll Denver. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. And then the other two, I think Farrell, while I like him, I think he's not the top guy right now. I think Crosby's ahead of him. So uh, Crosby or Ioannidis, oh, oh, that's that's a tough one. Um, It is. Now, Crosby had a couple really nice weeks in a row. He had monster games. He's fallen off a little bit since then. He has. I, I think you're safe. Floor is Ionitis. Yep. I think if you like to maybe risk and and go for that big game, I think maybe Crosby's your better option. Um, I am but, favored by like forty points, so I'm 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 rolling with Clark and Ionitis. But I just wanted to hear your take on it. Crosby I, was the other guy, 
I mean, obviously, I, he's the only other guy. Clayton Farrell, I have him in Dynasty. This is a Dynasty team. Right. I, I think I'm with you on that. I definitely go Clark, and I think I'm not. It's just because he's the safer bet right now. Um, yeah. If Crosby was a little more consistent, I might go with him, but I'm not. has earned it. I think it's where you got to go right now. Yeah. I think I brought this up before, but this is more of a humble brag. Uh, I have to pick defensive tackle from DeForest Buckner, Aaron Donald, and Ed Oliver. Oof. I roll with Buckner every week because Jeez, you're he's not old, are you? Huh? Uh, not at all. I've tried to trade. <laughs> I have tried to trade Aaron Donald to everybody in the league. Nobody wants him. I tried to get a defensive end for him. I tried to get uh, Cam Jordan. Okay. And I tried to get some other defensive end because um, I. I I picked Crosby up off of waivers. I picked Dionysus up off of waivers. So I had yeah. Farrell and Clark in the beginning of the year, and so Donald Farrell had a slow start. Donald so, Oliver and who was the other one? Uh, DeForest Buckner. So Donald plays Dallas. Well, Buckner, Buckner plays, Buckner Atlanta. plays Atlanta, and he's going to murder. Yeah. Matt Ryan. And then uh, Ed Oliver has who did we say? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Ooh, Oliver's yeah. come around. He has. Uh, he has. He's been red hot as a light. Better, yes. He had the nice uh, Thanksgiving Day game. Start two or just one? Just well, I can start two, but that also means I'd have to bench one of my stud linebackers, which ain't happening. Ooh, okay. So if you can only start one, you know, crazy as this sounds, I think Donald's the guy you sit for sure. I haven't started him all year. I've been starting Buckner. The only week I started Donald was uh, Buckner's bye week. So you got, oh man, that's tough. Buckner versus Atlanta, or Oliver well, let, let versus. Let me give you an idea, and maybe we haven't. And I'm more of an off-season diving into stats guy. Buckner is just about doubled at Oliver's output. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think. And Aaron Donald, he's uh, Buckner's got him by 11 points season long. Where does Oliver rank with those guys? Uh, I don't have the rankings up here. I just have okay. my line. I, I, I think I want to say Buckner, but something's telling me go Oliver this week. I'm going Buckner, man. I think Buckner's the best play because Atlanta's just horrible. <laughs> as far as Buckner's the number one D tackle in the league, I've said it for years now. Well, that's yeah, he is a little. And biased. you know, you know how much it hurts me to talk good about a 49er. I'm kind of liking it though. You should do it more often. It suits you. Hell. <laughs> I don't play fantasy with my heart, or else Buckner wouldn't be on my team. But uh, he's a he's a great player, and the Niners have lots of great players this year. They've been they've been uh, like we we wrote off Eric Armstead years ago, and he's actually shown up. Yes, he has. Uh, Armstead, I think uh, maybe I said his name wrong. Yep. Um, I don't know. They they have played really good football this year. It's irritating because. Really, if they weren't far and away one of the best teams in the NFC, the Seahawks would be probably in the two seed right now by a wide margin because the Rams are terrible this year. Right. I know they just smoked us, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I, th- I think you go bug. Yeah. 
Um, and that's the one league I have uh, the cheat codes. I have Julian Love and Jimmy Ward. Right. So I'm loving that. <laughs> loving it. So yeah, I am looking forward to this weekend. I can't wait to... I- I'm nervous, but excited because I want these teams to win and get me to the ship. I don't want some of these teams to disappoint me horribly and make me cry because right. I will. If, if if a couple of these teams don't make it to the championship, at least make it to the championship, I will be like angry. I still have <laughs> about like uh, 20 teams alive. So you had a bad weekend, you said. So you don't Yeah, I didn't do so well. You know, I've, I think uh, I can't remember what I said, but I had a yeah. number of teams that were on a bye, which is a good thing because yeah, some of the cause... teams that weren't on a bye, they didn't do so well. Um, yeah. I, I really wasn't counting on those teams a lot because they're just not teams that – some of them were okay, and I kind of expected, eh, you know, they'll probably do okay, but they kind of let me down. But for the most part, I'm kind of hanging with the teams I had buys because that's where my big paydays are going to be at if I can advance. Uh so that's kind of where I'm, I'm looking at right now. Yeah, and, you know, I'm just, I don't know, just looking for the most possible wins. A um, couple things, just cruising um, through the hashtag FFIDP, because um, I know some of us uh, in the, I guess, you know, whatever, the, uh, IDP community use that. If you want to use that, um, basically it hasn't been used a ton. It seems like in the past few weeks, uh, but that's a way to you know we can quickly search. Right. Um, if you want to tag at IDP Nation, tag us in any questions, start sick questions. I mean, it yep. is the it's it. <laughs> it's time. It, it's the last couple yeah. weeks, and if you're you know. Uh, I hate the word tilting, but if you are just freaking out about the the upcoming playoff matchups and it's you know costing you sleep, uh, yeah, feel free to hit <laughs> up a bunch of people and set up a poll, and you know we'll we'll retweet yeah. it and you know give our two cents to it as well. Absolutely, um, it is money time basically for many. Yeah, people. this is uh, it's now or never. So yeah. So anyway. Um, that's about it for this week. Okay. Yep. Um, got anything for the people besides Ryan Tannehill is a god? Oh my god! I swear to God, I will drive to Pennsylvania right now. I don't right know why now. you hate your team so much. I don't hate my team. I like my team. You hate Ryan Tannehill. Why do you hate the man who is like? I I didn't say I hated him. He's made your receivers that. actually like receivers he asked rather than just run blockers they're not just blocking for henry anymore they have played or he has played better than expected he is doing what he needs to do so that henry can be the superstar that he is i i'd hate to disagree with you but he has been good and um And I hope Henry keeps it going because I'm riding I'm riding him into the That's playoffs. That's my boy. In one league. 
Oh, come Only on. one. <laughs> come on. But it was a redraft <laughs> league, and I got him so late because nobody respected him, and I was like, God, I'll take this one for Daryl here. <laughs> but I have – how about these for two battering rams playing bad defenses? I have him going against the Texans, and I have uh, Carson going against the, the Panthers. So talk about your cowbell or bell cow. Yeah, more cowbell is what you need. Uh, I always need more cowbell. Don't fear the reaper. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, I, I got those two uh, bell cow backs that are just going to get fed this week because uh, Seattle's, you know, without Penny, they're just going to give it to Carson like 50 times. And that's the game plan in Tennessee is uh, let Henry soften them up for Tannehill to play action to AJ the Tank Brown. Right. So I hope Brown does catch another bomb because I am starting him in way too many leagues this week. Mostly yeah. by necessity. Yeah, I have, I'm actually uh, starting him in quite a few myself. So I have a one league I, I lost Evans in, so I'm starting Brown. He's the best play, I think. Yeah. Um, one league, I think I'm just starting him over a running back that's just kind of not any good. Like Jonathan, uh, what's his name, uh, from Green Bay? Jamal oh. Williams. Jamal Williams. It looks yes. like Aaron Jones is just, you know. Although every time I say Aaron Jones is going to take that backfield, he ends up not. So. <laughs> but anyway. Enough about our lives here. Questions, hit us up. Let us know. That's right. That's uh, right. If you have any off-season things you want us to dive into, yes, uh, hit us up. We're, we're more than welcome to, to grind some tape. I got my Game Pass. So I, I need to start using it more. Um, you should. I should. Well, I, I finally got my uh, Fire Stick fixed in my downstairs, so awesome I, that's where my game passes normally I, I like to watch it on the big screen you know yeah watching on a laptop just doesn't do the football justice no it doesn't so uh you know anything you want us to take a look at dive into maybe you know a player maybe see if they're any good uh, <laughs> we could do our best to take a look at that stuff uh, but we will be grinding some college tape here shortly right. so uh that's a little harder to get my hands on. Yeah. There's no game pass for college, I don't think. Been doing a lot of watching and game watching. I've got a lot of stuff I plan on trying to get out here pretty soon. So Yep. So before you know it, we'll be talking draft. Yeah. Uh, but any any topics you want us to tackle, anything, uh, we, we are kind of setting up our off season here in the next couple weeks. because um, there is no off season in Dynasty and that's, that's what right. we mainly play is Dynasty, so we will be looking at next year's uh, draft class and getting ready for that. And anything else for the people? What is it our our uh, owner says? Always be building. Always be building. So, always be never, building. Never settle. That's hey, that's UTH. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yes, but always be building. Always uh, be trying to improve your team in the off season. Uh, yeah, you you always got to try to look for upgrades or improvements. I think if you don't do that, if you just shut it down, then you're just you're you're hurting yourself and your chances to win long term. Yeah. Uh, 
you you really got to approach it as a a, a full-time gig so yeah one of the things i thought and i listened to the footballers on a pretty consistent basis uh one of the things they mentioned was keep an eye on players trending up these last three weeks of the season Mm -hmm. and if you're in dynasty try to pick them up if you can like justin watson's a guy and i didn't really pick him up much anywhere but you know if you know they, they keep rolling with the Buccaneers. If he has a good three weeks, I mean he could be the slot guy in, in that right. three receiver set. Now I know there's a lot of mouths to feed with Godwin and Evans and um, Watson, but I mean that could be the, the nice three headed monster there in, in Tampa. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I mean Julian Love, like you mentioned, that's another one. Yeah, like I Julian mean, Love. I mean I don't think he's gonna steal Pepper's job, but. Maybe he'll get the job, crack a corner. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I or maybe he's not going to steal his job, but he's definitely going to get a good look at maybe the slot corner or one of the other corners. He's he's playing well, so I mean that's and teams like the Giants that are bad and yeah. having bad seasons, they're looking at these young guys now to see what they've got to see what they need to address in the draft. So uh, I was going to mention uh, Antoine Bethea is not a young player the giants can move on from him and have peppers and love back there you never know we we never know we we never know what's going to go on with these teams till they actually put a product out see so we will speculate for about nine months until september rolls around and then they'll play the games but anyway uh that's about it for today's show The Hawks play the Panthers, and we better destroy them. <laughs> you have the Titan or the Texans in a huge interdivision yes. matchup. Yes, yes, That's one of two that could definitely determine the outcome of that division. Oh, it will determine now. Oh yes, it will. Outro music's playing. Go Hawks. Go. Mr. McGibbleth and the Bible Men turned down for what? Uh, the Bullet Club, Legion of Boom in a couple places, uh, and all of my fantasy teams out there. Oh, Lord. Good night now. <laughs> Good night.